Because of the coronavirus epidemic and to respect social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was recorded remotely over Zoom. Good evening and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, hosting tonight, joined by John Roberts and Sue Timberlake. Hello, party people. <laughs> Trying something new. Not really feeling it. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Doesn't sound like you're partying. <laughs> And uh, yeah, and hello to our 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 listeners out there, uh, both uh, in the Pioneer Valley and in the broader world through the magic of the internet. And uh, if you uh, want to get in touch with us and talk about the show, or ask us to do things, or to not do things, uh, we do love to hear from you. And you can get in touch with us via email. It's civil. Po- it's, sorry, it's not new. Email is contact at civilpoliticsradio.com. Uh, at Civil Politics FM on Twitter and Facebook.com slash Civil Politics Radio. Those are the three best places to find us. And uh, we do also have our own website, which is CivilPoliticsRadio.com, and that's got previous episodes of the show and supplemental episodes and other good stuff to listen to. So, yeah, check that out. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, what's it? Uh, what's the what's the uh, uh, expectation, guys? How long is it going to take for uh, 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 President Biden to uh, get somebody confirmed to replace Stephen Breyer on the Supreme Court? Thirty Ooh. days, and he'll be done by the State of the Union address on March first. State of the Union address. Yeah. March first. Yeah, March first this year. Oh, it's, oh, right, right. I I thought well, it was February. <laughs> no, no, I forgot about the state. Like when the State of the Union was, I thought it was February. It it yeah. well, it can be whenever they want to do it. Uh, they've point. often done it in late January, early February, but you know, nothing preventing the president from deciding to do it in March. Um, Didn't Pelosi make um, Trump do it later? Because they have to invite him. To yep. give it, I think, right? Didn't Wait, she one year? Who? She, she, yeah, Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi, one year to, Speaker told of the Trump House. Trump, he couldn't do it. Couldn't do it on the day he wanted. She said, "Nope." <laughs> See us in two weeks because of COVID or something. Yeah. I forget what it was. It was actually quite the. She's she's a she's a powerful person. She's running again too, by the way. Oh God. Oh God! Nancy. Why? She's a house of fire. She needs to stop. She needs to just, she needs to sit down. She's, mm. who who could do her job? Anyone, anyone else. Let someone else take the job. I don't care. Well, you mean her job as representative for her district? I'm sure there are people. As for uh, Speaker of the House, I'm sure, again, there are other people currently in Congress who could do that job? Who are you know, really qualified? I, I, I all right. Yeah, if you, no, if you want to, if you want a, a congresswoman kind. from, if you want a congresswoman from California, uh, how about Katie, Katie Porter? Porter? Yeah, yeah, I think she'd be great. Katie Porter for speaker. Yep, she'd certainly be fun to listen to, but I don't know that she could 
break people's arms like Nancy Pelosi does. She's, Sue, I she's think, quite the mafia boss. I think you're just just really infatuated with uh with with power tyranny no, with her specifically. <laughs> you need to you need to just let her go. Okay. Just yeah. I, so, sometimes truth, people I need to go. <laughs> I can't listen to her. It's very hard for me to listen to her talking, but she is one of the most powerful speakers, perhaps the, the most powerful speaker of the house we've ever had. When, when do you think it would be okay for her to step down? Like <laughs> at what point? Yeah. I mean, she's, she's above I mean, 80. Like bring when, back Tip O'Neill. Why did he ever stop? <laughs> like what what at what point because all politics is local for him at <laughs> six feet on. like well, what, at what point do you do you say okay well she's 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 good she, okay you know like maybe we should have someone new like at what point would that happen well well and she hasn't said that she's going to be try for speaker again oh you she know just she's, said she's running again you yeah. know she's got. Come on, <laughs> I, I can't well, imagine that she wants to keep serving in Congress and not be Speaker. Seriously, how about some young guy like Kevin McCarthy? Would that make you happy? He's oh, young, aren't you? Aren't you the? Oh, Sue! Oh, you're being cheeky. You're being yeah. cheeky. Oh. She is being cheeky, but pointlessly oh, so. Sue, we, genre and I literally within the past minute told you exactly who we'd like to replace Nancy Pelosi as Speaker of the House. Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't yeah. say that her exactly. I thought I was just trying to help you remember the name. Yeah. You don't want Katie Porter as Speaker of the House? Man, I don't know. I just don't want – she is 81. Fine. 81. Uh, yeah. Right. Um, off by two years. Yeah. Nancy Pelosi is 81. Retire. Go hang out with your grandkids. For the love of God. You're done. Sit down, please. Go and take Joe Biden with you. There's always <laughs> going to be more to do. Ugh. She's going to yeah. just stay in office until she dies. Why hey, don't Ruth people Bader retire anymore? Do you think Ruth Bader should have stepped down? Yes. Yes. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. No question. E e even, if, even if she were still, even if she were still alive now, I'd have thought she should have retired, you know, yeah. years ago. When there was a Democrat as president? Yes. Well, when there, when there wasn't a authoritarian crazy game show host. Yeah. <laughs> Either yeah yeah she should have retired before um twenty sixteen because there was no telling uh what would have happened. In, she in was the next probably years. thinking you know well I'll I'll stick it out and Hillary will replace replace me. Yeah so no she should have. Oh good point good point I hadn't even thought of that she probably was thinking that yeah because it was a surprise to everyone and at that point even if she even if she'd um retired they wouldn't have let. Um, Biden. Yeah. I mean, um, Obama appoint somebody. Sure. No. Well, I mean, no. I mean, the thing is that between they had, November and January. Yeah. Well, the the thing is they had a um, uh, a seat open already. Right. So if she retired, then that would have forced the issue. Yeah. Which would have been which would have been better for Obama because they then they would have been like, okay, so we need justices now. So let's vote on justices. You know. Or like it, it would have been better. 
I mean, or, you know, like, or McConnell would have continued to stonewall. But I do think, like, in terms of a, uh, uh, you know, it would have been, I think, uh, a a somewhat risky tactic, but I think it probably it's what I would have recommended, you know, yeah. and I've been trying to think about along those lines, you know, take the shot. Uh, try and force them because, uh, you know, I think if the Democrats had actually bothered to, um, I don't know, uh, make a make a big production of it, you know, if they basically said, fine, well, we're going to hold hearings. Uh, we can hold official hearings, of course, because, you know, uh, we don't control the Senate, but we can certainly have public events with you know, cameras and people coming in and asking mm-hmm. questions and, you know, and and do all the things that you one would expect of a confirmation hearing. Um, and I, I think that would have been a very effective means of shaming the, the Republicans into actually doing something. And given that, you know, it would have been bad enough with one vacancy because somebody died. But if if there'd been two, you know, yeah. honestly, yeah. like, well, you know, she... When- Sorry, what was that, Sue? I was going to say when one when one was not there, it was a tie, so the Supreme Court couldn't do much. If two had gone, it would have been back to an uneven number, so they could have raced ahead because mm. the Republicans, my my party. By the way, do you think we're ever shamed? I don't think Republicans know no. the word. No, they. The, I don't um, think. <laughs> well, the thing is, back in back in twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen, there was still the possibility of shame. There was some for like some like it's just it just John Roberts feels shame, but he's exactly. he's yes, he, yes, he's, he does. He's you know he's unusual in that respect. Yeah, it's true, and I, and it really comes down to uh, the way he wants to be respected as Chief Justice of the Supreme Court means that he uh, cares if people are cynical and and distrustful of the court and see it as illegitimate because it's a political football like that bothers him uh in a way that it doesn't bother you know amy coney barrett or brett kavanaugh you know because i mean you know both of them you know neither of them would be on the supreme court uh at all uh if it weren't for their you know shameless partisan posturing for the federalist society and and you know adherence to a you know, authoritarian political movement, you know? So I think, well, uh, I think one, one thing Robert is, says- I think one, one thing is that, uh, I, I, the way that Breyer is doing it now is the way that Ruth Bader Ginsburg should have. Yeah. There was, there is a, there's a majority, at least some sort of majority, uh, in, uh, in, in the Senate for the party or for the sensibility that you agree with more, you retired then then they can um then they can do whatever they need to do and then there's no there's no uh if you really care about the issues that you care about then there won't there will be less of a chance of being replaced with someone that is the exact opposite of you so if she really wanted to maintain that balance then she should have retired in like 2012 <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know like, yeah, it would have been a long time ago before yeah. she got sick even yeah, yeah or like point. um even even like before the midterms for when the the republicans took over they she could have 
retired like in that November when she realized like what happened and the and Democrats would have still, still had control. Yeah, they could have just yeah. pushed someone through. It's it's kind of, I mean, I respect the hell out of her. Uh, I she she was a giant in the um, in just American law in general. Uh, she, she she I mean, kind of racist, just, unfortunately, but, you know, she yeah, was a, a major she really she was. <laughs> Uh, among other things, she uh, affirmed the legitimacy of the idea that uh, uh, Native American uh, 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 tribes or, or groups don't have any real claim to uh, uh, territory in the U.S. because, you know, right of conquest. We took it. We killed them and took it from them. So sucks to be you, you know, guys. Um, like I never oh, heard okay. that. I actually heard her fighting for all kinds of things for Native Americans and trying to make sure that the laws applied to people who are on the reservation who aren't the uh, I, I uh, uh she was... let, let me put it this way the 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 native american activists i follow on twitter universally excoriator cool well um that uh, honestly but i mean like, yeah i'm absolutely i'm honestly, glad she was pro-choice and whatnot but yeah go ahead Sorry. honestly you saying that i'm like hmm, okay yeah that i'm sure you know, that doesn't that doesn't surprise me that doesn't shock me it's just something else which is just a sad commentary on our country in general and being a black man in this country in general like yeah sure white ladies kind of kind of racist that makes sense anyway um <laughs> just move well, on i don't want to i don't want to leave it out there like that i i i disagree but i think we need to make sure of our facts so because i think i think she was not a racist and i i feel badly that we're saying that based on some bloggers i so i don't know um that's what honestly, i'm saying is that i yeah. honestly yeah. like i'm what i was getting at is it's beside the point like sure you know what i'm just gonna just, i would accept that yeah. and just keep going because that is and that's why i was saying it's a sad commentary that i then I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever, you know. Could be, yeah, um, could be, got it. So uh, I'm not, yeah, anyway, it, like, she should have retired in a way where she could control um, what uh, happened to her seat. What happened to her seat. If she, re if she cared about that sort of thing, but she wanted to stay working. She was a workaholic and every, no, nobody's perfect. Everybody has flaws. So I'm not going to, I'm not like a mad huge, at her, but. She made a huge difference just like Brady does for uh, the Buccaneers. So. She was on the team? No, t Tom Brady on the Buccaneers. On the, <laughs> oh, I was like. The quarterback. What is <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she a kicker? What's going he, on? <laughs> no, he, he took the Patriots to a bunch of Super Bowls. And then he took the Buccaneers to a couple of Super Bowls. Yeah, and he, he needs 40, to retire and he too. Should, the the he Patriots? He retire too. He Patriots. Took the Patriots. Oh, you mean the you mean the cheaters, right? The the New England cheaters. Yeah, the, our local team. Right, I've I've heard of them. Do we have Mike. to disparage everyone? Everyone. <laughs> In, okay, so guys. Glad. Guys, here is the. Here I is the I just like way. needling America, uh, needling New England sports fans because the, let's face it, we're terrible. <laughs> here is the definitive way to think about the Patriots. They're winners. Because they're smart enough to get away with it. That's that sounds fair. Yeah, <laughs> I'll accept that. 
they're it's Boston. They're smart enough to get away with it. So they still have those wins, right? They didn't get they didn't get them taken away. Red or Sox anything. didn't. Red Sox didn't have to give up their 2018 title either. So there yeah. you go. So <laughs> w- that's why we're better. That's why we're, we're the wicked best. Smart. We are. We are true. wicked smart. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I do like people that follow the rules, and I I agree with you, Mike. What you said earlier. I think Roberts really does understand history and the damage that they're doing to the Supreme Court's reputation. Mm-hmm. So I think he's got a view of history that none of my other folks over there, my conservatives, well, they don't seem not, to honor not, history. Well, not just its its reputation, but uh, basically ability to function. Uh, no, well, basically the the the, the Republican Party pushes ha, ha, its policy positions and goals its values are loathsome and hated by a majority of the american people they can't win elections anymore not really um like like the more people vote the more republicans lose so they have bent the rules of our system of government so that now they can they control the courts and nobody has to run for run for office, run for reelection when you're on on a federal judicial seat, and uh, they are ready, willing, and able to be activists as all get out. They're you know they're throwing away uh, uh, Reagan era precedents like Chevron deference, where it's like you know, well you know if James Watt is the Secretary of the in- Interior says you know. Uh, you know, uh, trees are pollution, and so we can get we've got to get rid of them. Well, that's what Actually, the the federal agency says. It's been it's been designated to them. I mean, I'm I don't remember exactly what he said. It was, well, you know, was he didn't 10. say well. that. Reagan did. Reagan said right. that it produces nitrous nitrous like nitric oxides. Wait, oh, he said the trees do. produce nitrous oxides. Trees are pol- trees are polluters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so like we could just go out in the forest and just get high. <laughs> not nitrous, nitric. Oh, okay. Not N, not N two. I was about to plan a camping trip. I... <laughs> or N O three. Woo, <laughs> baby! Chemist is coming out. But you yeah. know, talking of redistricting, which we weren't talking of, thirty six of the fifty states have had their plans accepted, and Alabama's got turned back. Yeah, they right. um, Alabama's got refused, and California lost a seat. That's all Ohio I have on too. redistricting. Yeah. Yes. So it's sort of a, I mean, I think everybody's watching what they're going to do with these, with these uh, redistricting plants, but we'll Well, see. and the, uh, the Robert Supreme Court ruled, uh, I don't remember what year exactly, but in the last few years that, uh, you know, you know, gerrymandering. Okay. Yeah, yep. absolutely. It's totally fine to, to, to rearrange districts to get people of your political party more seats and 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 we see that. So uh, 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 Democrats actually get, take slightly more votes in Wisconsin than the Republicans, but the Republicans have a strong majority in the number of seats that they control in the uh, you know state assembly there. So you know why Alabama got thrown out? Because it's twenty six percent because it's racist black. and nonsense. No, because well the t- the plan was it's twenty six percent black. And only one congressional district is black, so that's uh, yeah. That's they the problem. Try to stick them all in one <laughs> one area. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Cracking Just and packing. Trip. It's called. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
So anyway, that one got thrown out. So maybe that's a good sign. Let's see. We'll see. Um, were we going to talk about the uh, Briar step, stepping down? <laughs> I mean, well, I I, I thought we had been, but uh, I I I think it's I think it's a good time. You know, he's over eighty. Uh, he's had a long career. Uh, you know, he certainly has some accomplishments to point to. Uh, uh, and I think, uh, you know, uh, uh, wanting to control, have some control over his legacy about who the kind of person who's going to replace him makes sense. And so, yeah, I think it makes sense that he's, uh, um, uh, you know, deciding to retire now and he's announcing it such that he doesn't exactly control it, but certainly the, the, the party that is more sympathetic to his views and values uh, will control how uh, who replaces him. And uh, yeah, I can certainly see. Um, I, I think I think this past year has really made it clear just how nakedly partisan the uh, 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 Republican appointees to the court um, are. And. Yeah. So John Roberts was appointed by Bush Jr. Um, uh, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and Barrett were appointed by Trump. Mm -hmm. And Alito and Thomas are before that. All right. So, um, yeah. So four out of the six justices uh, on the U.S. Supreme Court were appointed by presidents who didn't actually – win the vote. They basically got in through chicanery with the Electoral College. Um, and Is I, that I, you chicanery know, if it's the law? Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, you know how you uh, often talk about how you love people sort of bending the rules and finding ways and using power well? Well, that's exactly what yeah. happened in 2000. The election was stolen. Uh, uh, you know, and Bush lost law. by... And Bush lost by half a million votes. Yeah, uh, sh sure, sure. Uh, they followed the letter of the law, and uh, uh, the Supreme Court had its thumb on the scale to make sure they stopped counting votes when it looked like it would go against them in Florida. So, you know, there's that. Uh, and Trump lost by three million votes in 2016. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's a fair argument that the Supreme Court is fundamentally illegitimate because it uh, was appointed by illegitimate presidents, uh, one of whom was probably, you know, a Russian spy. Who knows? <laughs> you know, it's certainly possible. Um, if, if and so, you know, so so, so all of this, I, all of this leads me, you know, leads leads me to think I wouldn't be that surprised if, uh, uh, you know, the continued uh republican attitude of like you know we follow the rules you know strictly whenever it works for us and then we just shamelessly ignore them whenever we can get away with it when it doesn't um i wouldn't be surprised if uh congress just passes a, an omnibus law that strips jurisdiction from the supreme court because that is explicitly allowed in the Constitution. They can pass laws and restrict the Supreme Court from adjudicating them. So they could simply they could simply pass a law uh, uh, just stripping jurisdiction from the Supreme Court whole hog from 
all kinds of issues and there would be nothing to be done about it. At least, you know, not following our constitutional regimen. So, so a couple of quick things. One is that the average service of a Supreme Court justice is 17 years. In the last 30 uh -huh. years, the Republicans have appointed 14 and the Democrats have appointed four. And right. do you want to know how my party's going to stop you from appointing a new justice to the Supreme Court until after the midterms? Uh, probably by wangling cinema or mansion to uh, continue to be the the crappy people they have been. Man, no, I'm salty tonight. Oof. Yeah, yeah, I was you just are. noticing. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was my job. <laughs> Sorry. So, so it's a fifty-fifty Senate right now, right? And Kamala Harris breaks the tie, but in the committee, the ju the judicial committee, there's eleven Republicans and eleven Democrats. And if the Republicans don't show up, there's no quorum for the judicial committee to forward the nominee out of committee, out of subcommittee. So then you all, not you all, the Democrats will have to use Rule 14 to discharge it to go straight to the Senate if they're sure. lucky. So that's the plan at the moment, from what I understand. I don't know if they'll do that. Um, yeah, they'll, they'll yeah, just they'll they'll file a discharge to... petition. Yeah, it'll 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 gum up the works a little bit, but they'll file a discharge yeah. petition. It really like like the way the Republicans can actually stop this from happening is can they get Mansion or Cinema to just break with the party again? Because I mean, you know, they they they've already been willing to 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 blow up uh, uh important uh uh agenda items for the democrats uh like fighting climate change and you know voting rights and whatnot so don't see any reason why you know they might not be amenable to 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 going along with the republicans on this one too if the price is right and i i don't see any reason to think that that sort of cynical thinking uh isn't operating for Kirsten Cinema and I you know and I wouldn't be totally surprised if uh Joe Manchin also uh you know is open for the right price as well. Well Jim Clyburn had James Clyburn has a uh, candidate. He likes J. Michelle Childs out of South Carolina and he says that he's already got Tim Scott's and Lindsey Graham's support for her. She's uh, -huh. uh um, she's a nominee for the Court of Appeals right now, so she's actually doing hearings next week already for a different job. So we'll see if, um, but that, that's James Clyburn's uh, uh, proposed person. I think Biden will listen to him a little bit. John, I think there sure. were some other folks, right? In, there in were. Um, I was actually going to say we should talk about them in the next half. Yep. We should. So we're going to take a short break, short break, play some PSAs, promos, and station IDs, and then we'll be back with more civil politics in just a couple of minutes. So please don't go away. We'll be right back. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in a CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized and orderly, and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. 
There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's Subculture Music Program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. The Forbes Library staff would like to remind you of the incredible resource that you have in your local public library. We have tens of thousands of books for you to check out, music CDs, movies, newspapers from around the region, the state, and the country. We have a wide variety of magazines and free computer and internet access every day. We also have our incredible reference services there to help you answer particularly vexing problems. All of this is free, locally available at 20 West Street in Northampton. So come by and check us out in person or at www.forbeslibrary.org or call 587-1011 for more information. Tune in to Evidence-Based Radio, science and skepticism from a feminist and socialist perspective. Every week, we explore the interesting and important stories in science with a focus on the positive. Friday nights from 6 to 7 on Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM, or at evidencebasedarada.com. That's 6 to 7 p.m. Fridays on Valley Free Radio. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, and I'm still talking with John Roberts and Sue Timberlake. And we are picking over uh, who will replace Stephen Breyer on the Supreme Court of the United States of America after this current uh, court term ends in the summer and somebody new will take up his seat in the fall. And uh, President Biden will uh, make that pick. And uh, in theory, anyways, the Senate will uh, uh, have hearings and vote uh, whether or not to approve that choice. Um, The Democrats, uh, at least in theory, control the Senate by the slimmest possible uh, margin. So we'll see how that works. Um, uh, I can't remember the names of any of the people I've seen suggested. Uh, President Biden has said that he wants to uh, appoint a black woman to uh, sit in that seat, which, you know, I I think is good. Um, I have seen, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, overly, uh, overly opinionated white men, you know, who aren't me, uh, offer the opinion. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> when you point a finger at someone else, you're pointing three at yourself. It's so true. Yeah, um, it's good that you recognize that. Very good. Yeah, yeah. That's that's all I need to do, folks. Recognize I'm terrible. So, um, <laughs> but uh, uh, I've seen people squawking about like how can you have that kind of uh, criteria? And of course, you know the. Uh, uh, criteria that it was going to be a white man was the case for a very long time. So, 
you know, having a different criterion for white, one appointment once white, doesn't seem that crazy. One white men are a minority, so they've been, you know, the minority of white men have been running things for a long time. That's right. Because women and, are fifty-one percent, so yeah. that's why I'm saying that. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, tech, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is the which is one of the problems. Yeah. Yes. Man. So good. Good. At, good. It's going to be a woman. That's great. Good. It's going to be a black woman. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, very underrepresented. Um, but the credentials, I guess, we'll find out. So uh, let's just go through a few of the possible choices. <clears throat> uh, Judge uh, Kenanji uh, Brown Jackson. Uh, she is in the she is the front runner, fifty one. Um, graduated from uh, Harvard Law, and uh, she is on the D.C. Circuit. Um, she was, uh, she did get uh, 53 votes. Um, she got uh, Susan Collins, Lindsey Graham, and Lisa Murkowski uh, to, uh, for her confirmation for that. Uh, there is... That was just uh, in June of 21, right? Just this yes. past year? Uh, yeah. Let's see. That was March. Uh, oh, March, March of last year, yeah. Um, oh, okay. There was uh, California Supreme Court Justice uh, Leandra Kruger. Um, like I said, uh, California Supreme Court. Uh, she is forty-five. She is. Uh, she worked in private practice, uh, and she did. Uh, she was in the Solicitor General's office under Obama. Um, she and she did uh, argue in front of the Supreme Court. So there's that. There's Judge. Uh, J. Michelle Childs, which who is uh, um, shepherded by uh, uh, Clyburn, James um, Clyburn. Yeah, that is, mm -hmm. this is the judge that you were talking about. That um, apparently Clyburn has uh, some pull with, I Supporters. guess. So, yep, sure. Lindsey Graham and Tim um, Scott, fifty-five. Uh, she's on the DC circuit or she was nominated for DC circuit earlier this month uh, and yep. has been in the U S district court in South Carolina since 2010. So that is a, a possibility. Um, and she's the one that next week she's going to be up there for um, her nomination hearing for another position. So she's correct. actually, yeah. So she'll be in front of the, it'll be interesting. Cause that kind of, I mean, if she ended up being the nominee, they would already have met her like the, for the last week in the first week in February. So yeah, that's she's, uh, she's supposed to be going to the DC circuit. Um, she was nominated by Biden earlier this month. So yeah. that is possible. However, since she was just nominated, he might want to go with uh, someone that uh, has been on like a higher court for longer, which would be um, uh, judge uh, Brown Jackson. Um, I'm thinking, but uh, and there's uh Judge Candace Jackson, and I'm so sorry, I am probably going to mispronounce this. Jackson Akiwumi, Akiwumi, A K I W U M I. I don't know. Um, she's 43. Um, also in the first group of uh Biden's judicial nominees, partner at uh firm, the firm Zuckerman Spader, until. She was nominated to the seventh U.S. Court of Appeals in 2021. Um, she was confirmed uh, by 53 to 40. Uh, Graham, Collins, and Murkowski, just like Jackson. So 
Um, anyway, uh, those are the, the this is from CBS News. Those are the the top choices uh, for for the Supreme Court. It's thought that um, Judge Jackson will be is in the far front front running. But the fact that Clyburn uh, has uh, has support already might swing something there. Well, and just a quick note on Leandra Kruger, the second one you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, she's done opinions on the Fourth Amendment, which is unreasonable search and seizure, and is considered more moderate than uh, some of the other folks that are more mm-hmm. advocates. And um, you had she, yeah, the acting deputy solicitor general under Obama, and clerk for John Paul Stevens. Uh, so. Yes. Um... And uh, oh, um, Kenanachi Brown Jackson, Judge Kenanachi Brown Jackson, she clerked for Breyer. Also, yep. which is okay. uh, which is a uh, which is something else to consider. Um, so yeah. So Jackson also ruled on the Don McGahn congressional subpoena lawsuit, and she signed the order that made Trump release his documents to the January sixth committee. Actually, not Trump, but the archives. So mm-hmm. public defender, I think you told me she was a public defender. Uh, so. Before joining D.C. Circuit, she was he was district judge in the District of Columbia, vice chair of the U.S. Sentencing Commission. Um, and she also worked as an assistant special counsel for a sentencing panel, followed by two years as an assistant federal public defender. So that's really good. There we go. Um, yeah, she's got a, a heck of a resume. Yeah, and the fact that she clerked for Breyer is what yep. is certainly going to come into consideration. It does suggest that she might uh, she might be a, a good choice. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, um, I don't know uh, if there's like uh, you know an official line in Vegas. I was. Uh, uh, any uh any uh word that uh, whether or not uh, um uh there's serious consideration of Michelle Obama for the job or is that just people trolling? That's just people trolling. Oh, I haven't heard that one. Yeah, yeah, I've That's heard Mimi Wright, Eunice Lee, uh, Kenneth Jackson, Akwami. We just talked about uh, Cher- Sherilyn Eiffel. I don't know anything about her. Maybe civil rights advocate, uh, Anita Earls, and of course a- I would love to. I'd love Journalist? to see Anita Hill. Oh, that's Gwen Eiffel. Sorry, yeah. Oh, Anita yeah, Hill. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see her. And of course, I would I would love, 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 and you guys would never go for this. Um, oh, shoot, I'm drawing a blank on her name. She was what, Secretary Candace of Owens? State. No. Um, Condoleezza Rice? Rice, yeah. I would love Condoleezza Rice, but Why? she knows too much about baseball. She's Why? <laughs> She was she was she was a disappointment and really incompetent at the at the job of being, you know, foreign policy person for the Bush administration. Eh. I, and she's she a made, Russian she, she, expert and a concert pianist. So I fail to see how that, that doesn't seem like it's in any way relevant or helpful <laughs> of those being a Supreme Court justice. <laughs> and, you know, if if you're gonna go on like, well, what's she done with her life? Well, she uh managed to completely uh, uh, drop the ball on stopping 9-11 and then completely screw up the response to that. 
So no, no, both she and um, yeah. she and Colin Powell were basically short circuited by our friends, the Cheneys, and who was that um, Secretary of Defense? Who were they had their own Donald Rumsfeld information? Yeah, they had their own information. Yeah, Jane they Rumi. were they were yeah they were um, they were running circles around the um, Colin Powell and um, Condoleezza Rice. That's not an excuse, but. That's the way they behaved. It was pretty bad. So they, so she just yeah. wasn't good at her job. This is what you're saying. No, she was. That was her, at her job. She's she's uh, she's the national. She, she was the was, national security advisor. Is that true? Yep. And yep. Colin Powell was, first term. was secretary. Colin, of State. She was two things. Oh, she, yeah. yeah. Uh, and Colin Powell was who? Secretary of State. He was Secretary of Defense. Oh, so the end. No, he was Secretary of State, State. under well, under was, the relevant time, well, Bush the second. He was Secretary of oh, State. Okay, okay. So, time. Yes. I mean, we're we're relitigating past. I'm just saying, like they, if they were getting yeah. the runaround, then they weren't doing their jobs correctly. If they were getting the runaround, like they're that is those are high level positions. They don't. Re- I don't really take any. It's like it's like they, like you're not middle management. You know, it's like come on, come on, come on. Well, they they God. ruined Colin Powell's reputation and hers. But yeah, yeah. Well, and he kind so, of had a hand in ruining himself. Let's be yeah, honest. That's true. He he didn't. He did give that that famous address. Yeah, he uh, to they, the let's, UN. Let's have some personal responsibility. Huh? Personal <laughs> well, responsibility. So what do you do? Here's a theoretical question for you guys, because you always okay. like these, and then we want genres grenade. But um, so when you're in a high level like that. Mm-hmm. And you think you can make a difference because, you know, the weasels are taking over Toad Hall. Do you just quit? If if people are, you know, going around you and having meetings without you, what do you if do? You, absolutely, you quit. If you can't stop the weasels from taking over Toad Hall, don't stick around to be part of it. You know, don't, don't, know. Pull, I, don't I, pull a Mitt Romney. It really depends well, on I, how much power you have and where you can use it. Where you can use it. I agree right. with you, John, because I well, think that, that's what happened to some of the people around Trump. Like I said, if him, you can but... stop the weasels from taking over Toad Hall, do so. If you can't, don't stick around and be part of it. It's not really yeah. stopping them as much as hindering them. You know, like, are, are you uh, are you are, like, are you going like with guerrilla tactics with with your with the power that you have? Are you going to be try to. Uh, um, stick the stick the giant in the right place with a needle. Like what's going on? You know, it really depends on how on how much power you have and where you can apply that pressure. And sure. if you don't have um, the ability to apply that pressure or to uh, curb any anybody's baser instincts, then yeah, you get you get out because there's no point and. Plus, that is power in itself. You leave, and then you make a big show of it, and you say, hey, this is why I'm leaving. I'm out. I don't care. You can't do anything to me. And then you apply pressure from the outside along with other people that, That's that what, want to use that too. I do see the logic of sticking around on the inside if you can make a, a useful difference. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, like even if you're just that, uh, you know, the court clerk during the the the, the reign of terror – uh, who, you know, snuck some of the execution orders Robespierre signed and literally ate them and swallowed them <laughs> so that people yeah, would, I mean, would be you, killed. You stick around <laughs> enough and then you, then you become a whistleblower. 
That's something too. Yep. You get whistleblower protection. You just stick around. You take lots of notes. At, you take all these things. Look at, and you say like, screw it. Hey guys, guess what I learned? You know, at least at least history will show. Well, that's what the guys at the Department of Justice did when they when Barr was leaving and they were gonna Trump was gonna put in somebody else, and the whole Department of Justice said, "We will leave if you put your political hack in here." And and some of the stories, I mean, I think the January 6th committee is going to, I mean, they've got some real humdingers of stories uh, hopefully. of what what was going on. So hopefully we'll, someday we'll know. Well, let's bring it back um, because I have a question for you guys. Do uh-huh. you know what colorism is? Uh, colorism is. Well, uh, actually, let, let me of- ask, let's, uh, let's, let's get with Sue first because mike you might actually have an idea what sue what is colorism it might even be a not completely inaccurate view of it too who knows anything's possible (laughs) sue what is colorism i said you didn't hear me no oh okay no i said i don't know mike what is colorism my understanding is that colorism is uh a uh, arguably a, a, a subset or a form of racism um, where it's very specifically um, uh, people with lighter skin get a better deal than people with darker skin, uh, you know, because people with lighter skin can pass as white or, you know, whatever, just, you know, better jobs okay. go to people with lighter skin and so on and so forth, you know, the, shades the, of brown. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait. That kind of thing. Like the, like the, um, the, what was shades the, of brown? The, 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 the brown paper bag, the test. brown paper bag test. Yes, yes. That's, that's the thing I was colloquially trying to think of. Yes. So yeah. So that, that sort of thing. Very um, good. Yeah. That's a, that's a, it's, it's a problem. You know, yes. it's, it's um, like I said, it's, part of the the racist regime we all enjoy yellow yellow rose of texas i don't know what that is that's That's a song song. what does that have to do with well he was singing i don't i don't know the the lyrics so yeah his girl there's a yellow rose in texas i'm going there to see it's a it's a it was a song by a white man to his um black girlfriend and he called her the yellow rose because she was you know she was um, lighter, lighter skinned. Mm-hmm. So, so the reason I bring this from, up. So is that um, that kind know. of thing, though? Um, kind of. The reason I bring this up is because we are talking about Supreme Court justices and Biden has said, I'm going to nominate a black woman. Now, if that is going to be a criteria, which I think is an important one for a Supreme Court justice, especially now in this day and age, we have a few um incredibly qualified black women uh and and if we are going to think about race and and gender then i don't think it's uh too out there to think about um you know like degrees of lightness having a a dark-skinned black woman on the Supreme Court, if we're if we're if we're thinking about inclusivity, and if we're thinking about representation, and we're thinking about um, how the court looks to people, then having a dark-skinned black woman would be uh, would be, I think, very important. 
thoughts? So the more ebony, the better. The more, I guess that's an interesting I, way of putting it, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, Kenanji uh, Brown Jackson, um, uh, the judge uh, Jackson, she is, she's pretty dark uh, as opposed to um, Justice Leandra Kruger, who is, who is light skinned. I, I, I recognize the logic thereof, and I, uh, I, I don't argue with it. I, I really <laughs> like. I, I just don't know how to how to uh, uh, offer up a uh, cogent or helpful opinion on the subject, or really. Um, I certainly don't feel like I should be, you know, making some kind of policy decision about this. Uh, you know. Like the, the 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 obvious, like well, you know, like so you're going to appoint a, a a black woman to the court. Well, like how black is black? You know, whatever. Mm -hmm, you know, like mm -hmm. what are your criteria? So, but this I is mean, almost like the British family saying how how dark is the baby going to be? I mean, it's sort of right, exactly to me. Yeah, to me. But but the uh, you know like like the African American identity is it's a cultural construct, but it is a a real thing that people experience. So. It is. Um, I'm. I as far as as far as I, you know, have have any kind of useful thought. It's uh, once one says like, all right, we we want somebody who's African American and female presenting, and we want them to have sort of you know like a keen legal mind who's interested in you know who thinks along these lines. So once you sort for those criteria, uh. You know, I, I, you know, I, th I think, I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm done offering opinions. <laughs> you know? I feel a landmine in my. I just, I just, <laughs> I just don't. I, I just, I have no, I had no idea how to, how to speak to that. You know, like, and I love if the, the choice. If <laughs> yeah, what were you gonna say? Well, if, if the choice were were mine to make, I think I would make a point of not seeing their photos. I'd be like, look, mm. pick out, you know, like, this is what I'm looking for. Then give me some of their writings and, and positions and whatnot. And I'm going to pick the person who I think is going to make the best jurist and go from there. Um, you know, given that they'll all be African-American or black or whatever the, the best term is, but like, yeah, not worry about that. And that may well be... You know, I'm sure there are pitfalls to that position that I am not aware of, but just that would be how I would approach it. Um, I don't know that that is a wise way to approach it. It's just what I would do. Sue, you were going to say something. Um, so I, I, you know, I feel like there's landmines everywhere here because I'm, you know, I'm basically a white person um, <laughs> with a touch of Indian in my history a little bit. Uh, I, I think my when you started to talk about this, I'm like, oh no, Biden, Biden will pick somebody that's sort of milk toast and won't offend anybody. And we'll pick somebody that's a lighter skin. And cause that's my fears about Biden, you know, and it's sort of like, I, mm -hmm. I don't even want to say that out loud. I just, you know, I worry that's what he'll do. By the way, did you guys see milk toast by the... complexion as well as opinion? Is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, Summer of Soul. Did you guys hear about this documentary that's out there that's won all sorts of awards? No. It, um, there was, you've all heard of, um, oh, shoot. 
um, the famous festival, uh, the festival that everybody, Woodstock. Well, right when Woodstock happened, (laughs) there was actually a huge um, uh, music festival in New York City. And it was documented, but it was never shown. And nobody ever talked about it. A lot of people don't even know about it. And somebody's found all the film from it. And they've um, basically uh, put the documentaries together. And people are horrified that that it was from, you know, the same year, 69, as Woodstock. It was at the same time. Mm -hmm. And it was Mm -hmm. also with the moonwalk. And so it's sort of interesting because it's the first time that people started to wear their own clothes instead of what Motown wanted them to wear. You know, it was like a real, a real authentic um, music festival. Just wondering. Well, and it's, and it's that distraction from Woodstock. Like I believe that the summer of soul was actually um, planned well before Woodstock that Woodstock sort of, it was a white person's response to summer of soul. And I, I always worry when, you get into these sort of discussions because I'm horrified sometimes by what, what we do in the interest of being, you know, doing the right thing or trying to promote the right thing. So like I said, my worry is that Biden's going to go, you know, middle of the road, try and get as many votes as he can and, and not, and not really take the bull by the horns and or by the tail and face the situation. So Anyway, I just thought it was a good point to bring up Summer Soul right at this moment because a lot of people don't realize that it's just been released. Take the bull so. by the tail and face the moment. No, face the situation. Face face <laughs> the situation by <laughs> taking the bull by the tail. The situation yeah. being a crappy one, I think. Oh, I was like the yeah. faces in the other end. So. Yeah. It's well, no, you take the <laughs> take the bull by the horns, and I'm saying take the bull by the tail and face this. Just like lift but, it up, yeah, and see what happens. Okay, I don't, I don't have faith that a guy that's Biden's age is gonna, you know, really do a, a good job of this. I think we're gonna get yeah. a a mediocre a mediocre choice. But there's lots of talented people. I mean, it's amazing the number of black women yeah. that are judges. The it's, um, it's, you know. It's the due. thing, the thing to to think about as well is that uh, um, um, Kamala Harris uh, might not have been as popular as she was, or uh, might not have brought in as many votes as she did if she was darker skinned. It's just a fact. Oh, because um, she's half Indian, right? She is, uh, and she has lighter skin. She has straighter hair, and. I'm not saying that people and with she lighters, is still widely criticized and reviled by a lot exactly. of people because she's um, still too black. A black woman that uh, that lives her life in America, any black woman is going to have uh, a horrible time just because they're black. Someone with darker skin gets gets it from just being black in America, and as well as uh, people in the black community. So they have to, people that are darker skinned, um, they, they also take um, hoop from, from uh, people in the African-American community because they are uh, darker skinned and, be, and partially because we have this uh, ingrained sense of uh, white supremacy in just our culture, which you can't escape from. 
So my thought is that if he's going to choose someone, and like I said, the top choice, she does have a darker complexion. Um, a dark-skinned um, little girl can look at her and say, like, she looks like me. Just like a, like, I don't, I, I am more light-skinned. <laughs> so um, that's, but uh, if I were darker-skinned, then I could see someone like, I don't know, Scott or something. I don't know, but <laughs> I'm going off track. But uh, I think that is something that is a consideration that can be made um, because all things being equal, then we're we're also thinking about representation. We're also thinking about um, the the lived experience of the justice, and we could we could have someone that is. Dark skin, like uh, I believe Thurgood Marshall, is darker skinned as well. Um, yes, he was. So uh, that that is an aspect of the African American experience that could become a uh, something something that could that that could help them in in um, having a more varied outlook on, on things. I don't know, just need something to think about. I hear the music. Yeah. So we gotta we gotta wrap it up, kids. I'm sorry. Uh, good grenade though, genre. Um, <laughs> so uh, thanks for listening to Civil Politics tonight here on Valley Free Radio. Coming up next is Subculture, followed by Table of Contents at ten and OK Asia at midnight. We've got a repeat broadcast on four p.m. on Monday, so listen to us all over again. And if you prefer your uh, prefer us in a podcast format, that's going to be uploaded to the, all the streaming services uh, Monday in the wee hours. So check us out there. But that'll do it for now. Thanks for listening. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.